Dan Mackay. Dan Mackay. Dan Mackay. Um, welcome back to the Winning Shuffle. Um, I've got AY on with me, so normally I do these player interviews with myself, but we've got someone with a lot more intelligence and a little bit more hair than me. So uh, joining us tonight is uh, Daniel Mackay. How are you doing, Daniel? Oh, not bad. How are you? I'm all right, I'm all right. So, um, as I said, AY's going to kick off, so just going to chat a little bit about growing up. Um, I say growing up when you're only you're only 19. So, yeah, that bit early career, and then obviously a little bit about um, current form this season, and then also looking at the derby. So, over to you, AY. Cool. Right. Just, I, I'm kind of just really interested in that whole period of you coming through as, a, um, as an IPC supporter and what it was actually like, you know, um, growing up and then playing for the team. But... Um, before we get started, there's like a wee, a wee controversial thing I want to clear up, right? Because uh, I've been getting the absolute shite ripped out of me all season from uh, all the guys in the pod. Because uh, your mate, uh, Louis, I think, got in touch with Riley to say that uh, I'd had a go at you in our pre-season pod and you were pissed off about it. Is that right? Uh, I got told, he sent me it saying, have you heard this? And I was like, oh, I've listened to a few of them, but I've not heard anything. And then he sent me and I was thinking, oof, that's a bit harsh, but oh, hopefully... Sorry, what I was going to say was actually, um, it maybe didn't come across right way, but it was meant to be more, almost a criticism of Robbo. I thought you hadn't had as many chances as you deserved. And we were kind of thinking, I was kind of thinking you might end up, might be the same again, being on the bench, not getting on as much, you know. But um, I wanted to actually turn that into a question before we got started. Yeah, no see if you do hear something like that, if you think someone's been sort of critical or unfair... Is that something that you use as a motivation? Is that, that something that really spurs you on? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. To be honest, it doesn't really bother me because I've had it throughout the use mm-hmm. in a way like people maybe doubting me or saying things I could, can't do or it's maybe not as good as think he is. But it doesn't bother me. It tries me on to just prove people wrong. It doesn't. Some people might affect that. I've come thick skinned but in football in the three years I've been there now, and I just take everything as it comes. And if someone's got an opinion, they're entitled to it. But yeah. I'd just go about my business, so I do it, and then hopefully I can prove a few people wrong on the way. Cool. And actually, this season, um, like I say, I mean, we're, we're all glad to see you starting, and you have started like, a huge number of games, which has been great. Um, so going back, um, I was interested, and in, you know, you came through Melbourne, and I was there as well, but when I was there, it was like a total rugby school, yeah? It was this guy, Colin Bailey, and he was an absolute uh, rugby nutter, yeah. You probably you probably know the name, like he's a legend. Yeah. Um, and it was pushed like rugby was kind of pushed more than football. But see, by the time you came through, was it was it much more of a sort of football school? And was that was kind of having Ryan Christie having come through a few years before you had that kind of been a bit of an inspiration to the I don't know the coaches there and to the young guys there, or the players there as well. Well, I think when I was at Melbourne, there was a few younger teachers that had played for the youth team. You might know him, um, Darren Jarvie. All right. He was there. He was through Cali as a young boy. So he was obviously football orientated and a few others were as well. So I think it kind of, the school changed from being a rugby school from when he came in to becoming more to do with football. Mm-hmm. And obviously Ryan probably would have helped that scenario seeing how Ryan's gone from where he has to now where he is now. So yeah. there was def- football was always encouraged and um, during our school time and that, it was always, we always wanted to do well in school because my first year we went like we were playing like in around our regional tournaments, like the big Scottish Cup thing. Mm-hmm. 
So we were really pushed to do that. So we done that my first year at school. But football was really big when I was in school. And the te- teachers were always wanting the Cali boys that were in, like at that age group, wanting boys to play all the time and in the year above as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, what age were you when you joined the ICK Academy? I was seven. Seven well, years old. As young as that, really, yeah? Yeah, seven years old. So I used to go at the Hot Shots and then I think it was me, Jack Brown, um, Harry, all joined in the same night, I think, or maybe a week week between each other. We all came in at a point and it was under sevens, under eights, under nines. We'd train at Charleston, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So we'd all train at Charleston on a Tuesday and a Thursday and then that's how it really started and then as you go to under-11s, that's when you start playing your Celtic, your Rangers, your Aberdeen, and you play seven-a-side football. So that's when it really started. I think it was seven or eight years old I was when I joined. Right. Good. And yeah, you were still, but you were still encouraged to play school football as well. Yeah, they didn't try and stop you um, playing for the school as well, uh, Cali Thistle. Um, more when you got, see, when you start playing seven-a-side football, they had a wee bit of a hold on you because mm-hmm. obviously wanted you to do well for the, Cali at that time because you would play a Sunday for Cali yeah. where you'd be there and then school games would be a Saturday so obviously they wouldn't want you playing on a Saturday if you had a game on a Sunday sure. but whenever but whenever you had a free week because when we were younger you would play four games have a week off and then play four games that's how the season worked so in that week off you got to play school football so you were always playing football at that age and it was always a good, good time because you'd never stop playing football yeah, no, that sounds really good. It's just I'm, I'm involved in schools football myself. And, you know, we do have that where if you've got kids in professional books and sometimes it's a bit of attention there, you know. So uh, also, I mean, another, we mentioned Ryan earlier, but Charlie Christie's kind of talked about your group as one of the best he's ever seen. Um, what was he like to work with? Uh, nuts, was one word to say. Absolutely nuts. <laughs> I remember we went, first memory I had to Charlie, we were away for a tournament under 12s. We were in Dublin. And then obviously there was a bit of hype around us at that time and he thought we were a good squad. So he took us away to Dublin. We played this Irish team, I think it was called Mayo United or something they were called. And we got beat 2-1 and then there was these trees at the back. Like the pitches were like, covered with big hedges. And he pulled us around the hedges and started going absolutely ballistic at us. And at that time we were only 11 years old and he was going mental at us. And that was the first memory I had of Charlie and I don't think he was allowed near us until under 15s after that. I suppose, yeah, I know he's, he's, he's got pretty high standards right enough, like, but uh, let's, I mean, the impression we get from him is that he's, he's really kind of proud of you guys, you know? Um, yeah, he's a great coach and that. I couldn't speak highly enough of him. He's done wonders for me in my football time and that. And he knew my dad as well, so uh-huh. he was always a wee bit harder on me and he was always hard on the boys he wanted to do well. Do you come from a football family? Like, was your dad a, a player as well? Yeah. Yeah, my dad played for Clark and Caledonian he played for as well. So ah, okay. he played so he played with Charlie at, mm-hmm. so I can't mind where he played with Charlie, but he played with Charlie and Danny and McDonald and all well, them. So he knows them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was Charlie down there. Yeah. yeah, so it was that time he played with them. So my dad knows Charlie quite well. So just talk for just a little bit more about that that group of players coming through the academy. Uh, obviously, you know, you've come through, you've talked about uh, Jack Brown's been there, they're about Cammy Harper, Roddy McGregor, obviously. Um, one of the boys that was in uh, the team that I worked with, the school team I worked with, uh, he used to play against you guys for Morton. He spoke about you all pretty highly, but he talked about Matthias Machado as well. Um, yeah. he said, you know, he said, he said he looked like he was really going to be a player. So, you any idea what the real story is there with Matthias? Sir? I think it was just a. Uh... I don't know the ins and outs of things, but I think he maybe thought he might have got maybe more chances last year. Right. And um, but he was used to his, 
played for like I think it was Red Bull Salzburg in Brazil or something. So mm-hmm. he was always away from his family at that time. So like they get taken away and being like a hotel kind of thing mm-hmm. okay. and spend time. So I think he, in his mind he always wanted to be abroad. I think right. and the foot, that kind of football that suited him. You've seen some of the stuff like I think just an eighteen scores up, just flicks a ball like just literally like scoops the ball over a keeper's head and it goes in. Mm-hmm. Like, he just had that. He had a wee bit of class to Matthias, and obviously, things didn't work out for whatever reasons. And he's now in Portugal, still good mates with Matthias and contact him. That and he's having a good time over there, so right. No, it's just a different journey for him, yeah. That's good to hear, actually, because it's one of those things that you start, you know, all the kind of the, the rumors start and all this sort of stuff, you know. And uh, but it actually, sounds you know, it sounds just like he's you know, it's good that he's actually having a good time over there. So, obviously, you're actually at the club, um, in uh, you know not just a supporter, but actually as a player in 2015, you know, when we're winning the cup final, we're making top six sort of, um, you know, regular top six appearances. What was that like? Did, did that feel kind of like, almost like the natural place for the team for you in those days? Did you kind of think that Calipas were just kind of like a, a top six cup winning type team, you know? Yeah, definitely. Because through my time at the Cali, there was always on the way up. There was Butcher time when Butcher came in, got the team promoted. And then that's when I was really into my football and started understand the things a bit better mm. so you seen start to see the success and then the league cup final and you're like we were all there as a youth that day watching the game and thinking oh that's good and then scottish cup final happened we were with all the youth boys as well and that happened and then the year after i think it was a I think seventh place to finish and then the year after that was a deciding year for us as well like leading into a deciding year we're thinking oh we'll hopefully maybe get a chance to get a contract and being involved in Premiership, but obviously things don't work out like that. But it was good to be in the youth team when there was such a buzz around the club because it made you feel good about yourself and that the club was going in the right direction. Seeing the likes of Poli and Ryan made your debut, I think, against Peterhead in the Challenge Cup. Is that right? And you actually, actually scored, I think, just about in the last minute on the, on that day. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And was that kind of was that a bit of a? I know it's a cliche, but it was a bit of a a dream come true sort of thing, something you'd thought about and then it actually happens. Oh, it was mental because I think I'd been involved in a squad maybe two weeks before with Dumbarton away and that was a rude awakening to professional football and then I got involved in the Challenge Cup, was on the bench, didn't really think anything off it, it was just kind of there for numbers because they were short at the time and then I remember the last five minutes or so, Chipper said, oh, on you go down, get ready and I was thinking, Brian Rice for anyone that doesn't know mm. and then he was like, oh, on you go, I was just couldn't get my gear off quick enough and I went on thinking, I'm not going to touch the ball here. And then I've popped up in the box and I've scored a header and I've just, I don't know what to do with myself. It's something I've dreamed of always doing. And then doing it was, uh, took ages to sink in. It took a long, long time. Yeah. Well, that's brilliant. So, I mean, we don't have all that many players. I, mean, I know, you know, Ryan obviously is, well, well now always saves a, a Cali fan, Cali fan coming through, but everyone there was also rumours that he was a bit of a, a bit of Celtic minded as well, you know. But I remember, um, you given that interview after the, the Challenge Cup final and kind of saying it was like, you know, it was one of the things you'd always dreamed of, you know. Um, so, so it's really, I don't know, really good to see that and hear yeah. that. And um, talking about um, going back to this kind of schools thing just briefly, um, I was actually, because we had a guy playing in the same trial as you, I was at the your final trial at Tory Glen and it was quite interesting kind of seeing yourself and a guy's in that sort of environment. And then a couple of months later, you're kind of scoring for Scotland against England in the Centenary Shield in York. And it's the first time Scotland have beaten England in that tournament in something like 15 years. Uh, what was that like for you? 
it was uh, brilliant. It was a really good experience being away with boys. Kind of the first time I'd been around boys from different areas. Mm. So I've always been so used to playing with my age group and boys around my area. So it was a different environment. A bit like a first team going to the boys from Edinburgh, Glasgow, Stirling, etc. So it was good in a sense in that way to get used to being around new boys and a different experience. But going down to England and being them that night was an unbelievable feeling. And playing in front of actually a, a big, like a bigger crowd and people passionate about the game and about the rivalry at the time. So, no, it was a really good experience and obviously topped it off with scoring and winning the game was even better. So, no, it was a great experience. Is there anyone else in, that, in your team that's kind of come through? I, I don't really know the, that team, but is there anyone else that's starting to kind of show in, in senior football in Scotland at the moment from that, that team? I'm trying to think now. Um, there's a boy, Cameron Clark, the left-back. He's playing for Annan right now. Mm-hmm. I think that's about it. A few boys went to America when I was there. A few boys went to America, but I don't think there's many there playing football at the moment. In yeah. senior football that I know of, anyway. Uh, it's funny. I suppose it shows how kind of how difficult it is to get through. I know that the team the year later, um, we had someone in that one, and um, like Josh Doig, I think, was in it, and um, thing of me from Dundee, Finlay Robertson, and that. So a couple of them have come through, but it does. It shows how hard you know it must be. Um, and then I think it was just a couple of days later after that, you come on in the Challenge Cup final, and you basically yeah. turned the game, you know, uh, setting up the winner. So again, any memories of that? Yeah, it was just a whirlwind because the, the whole story is about the gaffer coming to pick me up from York and all that and staying in Edinburgh and then going to the to, to see the boys at pre-match and then going to the game. So I kind of had an incline with them doing that that I would maybe play a part in the game maybe if we were winning or anything. But I didn't expect to go on and have the impact I've thankfully done. But no, it was a great it was a great feeling for me and I didn't know what to do basically when I seen Carlo putting in the net. It was a big raw of emotion it was a bit like the Scottish Cup thing I didn't know what to do but it felt good and luckily luckily we won the Cup after that it was a difficult game and maybe not the best of games to watch No I mean but, I mean, we were all you know we were absolutely over the moon with it I mean did it mean did it mean a lot to the team even the senior players that you know because I mean I think a lot of people talk about the Challenge Cup has not been that big but I think you know after the season you'd had you know I think it kind of saved our season that year to be honest mm. and it kick-started everything because I think we were we're sitting maybe eighth in the league at the time and we kind of I remember the gaffer saying it, said, this can kick start our season and putting the, the wrongs right basically and saying if we can win this and then go on a run hopefully kick on in the league and thankfully we've done so the cup one definitely helped us yeah. it means different things to different teams in the cup but that year it was really important for us to get that for the club obviously getting relegated and that so we needed a wee bit of a lift around the club and Frankly, that done it and then it helped the team as well. So we're on in the last 12 games. I think we won 11 of them and drew one or something. It was a ridiculous run of form for the boys, but it did definitely help us. Yeah, so that, I mean, first season, you take 10 appearances off the bench. Next season, um, 17, again, in a mix of off the bench and starts. I was mostly in the first half of the season. Um, in the second half of the season, was it just, because I can't quite remember, was it just a kind of case of Robbo kind of going with experience or did you start to have issues with injury because I know you had you know injuries obviously the following season but in that second season um, did you have any kind of injury issues then at all? Well the second season is I started the season half decently and then October time I picked up my first injury I think it was my my hamstring then my hamstring like tweaked my hamstring and then I played we had the youth cup game against Hamilton I came back for that and I think maybe two weeks after that I'd done my knee in December time and then 
I came back a week later in December and then I've done the same thing again on my knee mm. December and then January time I got back fit and then I got to go away with Scotland in the February before the the quarterfinal against County the last 16 against County and then I think maybe two weeks after that I tore my meniscus in my knee so from March through till July I was injured with my knee we didn't know what was up with it at all it wasn't a case of me being phased out of the gaffer trip protect I was gen- generally injured for about six months that year mm. yeah I, d- I didn't I hadn't realized it was quite as bad as that actually um I, I remember there being you know I thought there'd been some but yeah I didn't realize you had that kind of four month spell and then the next season obviously um I mean, Steve you'll pick up on that but you bit of bad luck at Elgin as well with with the injury um just before Stevie takes over um when you first came through I think that it's probably just kind of lazy journalism type thing that they just used to talk about kind of Inverness striker Daniel Mackay but actually you know now we've seen a lot of you you play either side of a front three or in fact kind of right across a front three uh, um or you can play kind of like in a midfield four, you know, wide or whatever and I think even the Dunfermline game earlier this season you almost kind of were more tucked in and further back so where do you see your, your best position or where do you most enjoy playing? On the left-hand side of a three or yeah. like if we play a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-4-1-1 as it's been, I like to play on the left-hand side. Yeah. I can play anywhere across the three that you've probably seen and probably thinking that's probably yeah. why there's questions asked where do you see your best role? But I can play all three but I think you get the best out of me when I play on that left-hand side and I think the recent performances that we've probably shown that's where I feel most comfortable and feel like I can make an impact in the game is on that left-hand side. But yeah, definitely on the left of the of whatever side we're playing or whatever shape, that's where I prefer to yeah. be. Looking back at last season, Dan, um, obviously a frustrating, frustrating season for us, obviously with the season being curtailed. But looking back and start, um, obviously sent on loan to Elgin, so maybe centered on word. Did you we have a chat with Robbo and Kel on that in pre season last season and still attended to maybe get some more game time? Did you ask to go away or did they come to you and say, Look, I think Maybe a little loan spell would be best for both parties. How did it come about going to Elgin? Well, we played... Um, I came back from my injury around July time, then on my rehab, etc. And I came back about July time. We played Brora on a Friday night, I think. And I played and I scored both the goals, done all right. And then we had another three or four games in pre-season. I wasn't great. And I knew myself I wasn't great. But it just been injuries and that and catching up and trying to get fit again. So... I think after the first league game of this season, played Dundee United, was in the stand. And I was thinking, I can't, I can't see myself getting in the squad this year. And the gaffer pulled me in on a Thursday and said, Elgin, have inquired about you. Would you be interested in going? And I said, I was a wee bit iffy about it to start off with and then phone my agent. He said, no. He said, go, prove yourself, get yourself fit, get scoring goals, just get back playing. So that's how it came about. And then... It, one thing led to another and I got it done. So I ended up going, spoke about it on Thursday and got done on the Friday and then I was away to Allen on the Saturday. So that's how it kind of came about. It was only a, I think it was only a loan initially till January, wasn't it, Dan? And then obviously it got extended. Is that right? Yeah. We, basically the reason was, because we played that game, a bounce game against Inverness and, they got, and me and Shane played in that game. We both played really well and the gaffer seen the relationship that me and Shane had, seen I was playing every week and you could see the improvement of me she basically just said, I want you to keep on doing that for the next six months. But obviously it only lasted three because of the circumstances. But it was probably the right decision at the time to keep me there and playing every week. And how do you enjoy it? I mean, I, th- I think, I mean, 
we looked through history at Inverness and a lot way before your time, like so, when Barry Robson was here years ago and we, we couldn't get the best out of him, we sent him to Forfa and came back a totally different player, do you think? Do you think it's, it's also the benefit of going away and getting first team football, but you're obviously stepping down. Was there a, was there a worry or was there a, was it a chance that the can show Robbo and the boys what I can do? Or was it like, oh, I'm, I'm not wanted here? Was there a, a bit of a worry at your point before you went out? Um, I just thought to myself, I'll just show I'm better than that league and I can do it in the Championship was my thinking. And just to show, get myself back up to my best, play my best football. That's what I want. my main goal was. But then being at Elgin and the boys that were there and the manager and the belief they had in me made me to grow to like the club more and want to do well and want to do well for the team and the club. It wasn't just about myself. I really bought into what Elgin were wanting. It was obviously a benefit for myself and a benefit for them. So it was a really good loan spell, and I can't speak highly enough of Elgin, Scarfer, Gavin Price and the club. They've done brilliant for me and helped me get to where I am now and helped me get my confidence back and get my fitness back. So I can only be thankful for what they've done for me. No, no, I agree. And I mean, obviously, this kick on with the scene, you come back and you're straight to the first team picture right away. But obviously, there's been plenty of frustration from a fan's perspective. Obviously, we can't get to games, but I think there are a lot of games being called off the... Was there, a, was there a frustration for your point about having to wait so long to get some game time, to get the season kicked off and and all these games also getting called off? Has that, that been a bit of frustration for you and the boys? Oh, it's been ridiculous. I think it was what, June time we found out, maybe July time. By that time, it had already been three, four months for us sitting around waiting. I was I was beginning to lose my head. I was thinking, what is going on here? Like, how are we finding out? Like, it can't be that hard to come up with a solution. So I was starting to really, I was losing it. And then we eventually got the date and it was October. And I was thinking, wow, that's still another four or five months away. And then once you get date, things start, days start going quicker, months start going quicker. So it came about quickly and then thankfully got going again. And then we kind of got going, played five or six games. And then December comes and then next thing we don't play for five weeks. And you're thinking, what is going on here? Such a stop-start season. And now all of a sudden we've played, what, 12 games or something in the space of two months it's been hectic it's been not it's been start stop but thankfully we're at the other side of it now and it's coming the season is mental like the look at the table and that it's been a weird season for many circumstances within the league as well it's been mental start the season obviously you're in the team positive start I think you did a good strong start to the season and then obviously I mean, you don't need to go into it, but do you think maybe coming back as one of the later teams in the league, that didn't help us at the start of the season? Because it seemed from a fan's perspective that every other team was coming back. And I know why the club done it, for financial reasons, to keep you guys in furlough. But do you think that, that hindered us in maybe the first couple of months of the season? Um, you could say so. But then at other times, we've had six months to get ourselves fit, in a way. So... There's, there is that to it, but I don't think it, it did maybe hamper us in a football way. I wouldn't have said fitness-wise, but maybe sharpness with football. Maybe it did hinder us a wee bit. But even at the start of the year, I think I think the only thing was was injuries. It didn't leave us any time with injuries. So if the boys picked up something, they were going to miss a few games or maybe more. So I think that's the only thing that killed because if you got started maybe two weeks earlier, boys would have been back maybe just in time for the games. So that was maybe the only thing it maybe hindered, but Fitness-wise, I don't think it really affected us too much. It was more the injuries at the start of the year that killed us, to be honest. That's my point of view. But Yeah, you, you forget about how bad the injury list was at the start of the season. I mean, it was, it was pretty horrendous, wasn't it? And yeah, you're right. I mean, the game sharpness is probably the thing that we're maybe missing at the start. So let's let's sort of look 
to us in recent times. And obviously, um, I'm sure, obviously, like the fans, all best wishes with Robbo and Kel. But with obviously Billy coming in and Neil coming in before him, how how, how much was that an impact on the squad? Obviously, I'm, I'm sure you didn't know after the air game that, that Robbo was going to take some time off. Was that a bit of a, a bombshell when it happened? He came out and said, I think we found out, and you told us, and then I thought, right, he'll probably take two or three weeks off, you know, to clear his head and get around it and that as we all would. But he kept, he was still there, and I was thinking, this is strange. And then the ear game, you could tell he wasn't himself. And then it came out after the game, so he won't be back for the foreseeable and stuff. And I was thinking, oh, wow, what's going to happen here? Because there was Baz and S, we still played games galore. And I was thinking, oh, what's going to happen here? And then we got announced that. Neil McCann was coming in after the Aloe game and then obviously Dodgy's come in after the Wraith game. So it's been good. It's been Dodgy's held. He's a bit like Kells, lively character and that. And it's been good to have them in and obviously missing Kells and Robo and the gaffer as well. But it's um, it's been good to have them in and they've helped lift the spirits of late. So it's been good. Yeah, I was going to ask that. I mean, I think also when Neil's come in, it's been like a three-man squad obviously for a few weeks and stuff. And I think Billy Dodge's character's probably helped around training and knowing Kel, he's, he's, he's probably filled in with the, the jokes and the last of training to make it a little bit a little bit easier for you boys. Yeah, definitely. It's like, it was Baz and S and then obviously the gaffer Neil was in, so it was still, Baz still has a laugh less than that, but you did miss having another person there because you've always been so used to having the four of them there. So obviously Dodge coming in has helped and he's a bit, he is like Kel when his character likes a laugh and training and joins in the boxes and stuff and tries to make boys and that and stitch boys up. So, no, it's been a good laugh and it's helped raise the boys' spirits a wee bit because it's been, been a hard year for us in different ways, but we've all come in together of late and it's helped big time. So, hopefully we're up in the right direction now. And what's, what's changed then, Dan? I mean, I think we, we had a little bounce off against Hearts in, in McCann's first game. And you always sort of get that when the manager then we had a, a, a couple of sticky games, obviously. Those midweek games didn't really go for us, but since that race game, it's, it's like night and day. I mean, we're tight at the back and, and we're seeing out games now. Is, is it something that just clicked in training or is it just you boys maybe having a word with each other and saying, look, we need to roll our socks up here? What's been the, the deciding factor? Simple solution is going back to basics. Defend okay. from the front. Defend defend from the front foremost. Keep a clean sheet. If you keep clean sheets, you give yourself a chance to win a game. So we had a meeting after, what game was it? Alway was it, I think. We had a meeting and we okay. said, we need to get this sorted, lads. We're in a dogfight. So, well, she had strong words with us. We all had a strong word, said our part. Then we went into that race game and said, we're not going to get beat in this game. And then you seen the attitude, the effort the boys put in. You could see me the last 10 minutes. I could hardly breathe. I run around like a headless chicken. And uh, uh, so, no, we just put an effort with the boys. So we've just dug down and gone back to basics, frankly. So and the results have started to show that. If you work hard in this league, you get your results. No, it's, it's always the toughest league out of the four. I mean, I think even even when we weren't in the league, you always look at the championship and it, anyone can beat anyone. But, I mean, we've just had a milestone lately. You had your 50 appearances for ICT recently. I mean, how proud are you that as a fan and uh, obviously growing up supporting the club? How, how much of an achievement is that for you and your family? Yeah, it's definitely a good achievement. Um, it's probably taken a wee bit longer than I thought because I wanted to play more. But as time's gone on, it's me and Roddy both at 50 in the same week. So, it's a good achievement for the club and myself as well and for my family. It's a proud moment and hopefully there's plenty more to come because it's been a good 50 games and hopefully it can lead to other, another 50 games can lead to more. No, I agree. No, I, I, think, I think you'll get that no problem. So, 
this time of recording, we're uh, three days away from a, a small game against uh, them over the bridge, we'll call it in this podcast. So let's talk a little bit of Derby on Friday. Um, again, as a fan, I mean, I'm sure all the boys are up for it, but you also grown up hating them like we did. How much does it mean to you to be playing County away on Friday night? Oh, it'll be, it means everyone made this game. Even in the youth games, it used to be, you could hardly sleep at night time waiting for to beat them or just to be over them and get one over them. So, no, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm sure all the boys are because it's been two years now since we've had one. So, hopefully we get the win and I hope, I'm sure we will because I'm confident with the way we're playing at the moment. So, no, I'm really looking forward to it and all the boys are as well. So, it's good to have a nice wee week's break for once before the games so we can get Refreshed and rested and ready to go. And, um, obviously, we seem to be doing well in the Scottish Cup since we've been in the Championship as well. So, hopefully, it carry that on as well. And to get one over them would be perfect as well. So, now I'm really looking forward to the game. And so will Cami and Vaudy being from here as well through the youths and boys that have been here before and played them know how much they mean to the fans and players that are within the club and people around the club as well. So, hopefully, we do it for the fans and it gives them a wee smile. Even though it's been a tough year for them not being able to go to. Counting away, which is one of the better days for using them all on. Here's Kelly's corner. Well met by Devine. Here's Mackay. Away from Larkin. Oh, he's done really well. Mackay opens up for him. What a goal from Danny Mackay. A solo effort from the youngster. That is quite superb. Yep, yep, 